in the cabbage. Right, let's get it. Test, test, test. Yeah, we're live. Welcome to In the Cabbage. <laughs> this is crazy. This is pretty bananas right now <laughs> that we're actually doing this. I'm Tommy Sweat. Andrew Witt. Please subscribe. Please listen. Please download. Like. And just a reminder. Keep swinging. Welcome back to In the Cabbage. I'm your boy, T Swizzle. To my right or your left, Andrew Witt. What up, fam? What up, buddy? We are back. I'm half a human still. Uh, barely. I'm like half under, half above. Right. It's, it's tough You're just over drowning. here. The bachelor party is what we were talking about. We just got back from Andrew's bachelor party in Phoenix. There was no shot we're going to get back in the saddle in the, into the uh, C-squared cozy corner on Monday night. Oh, Not no. a chance. Sorry about it. The episode's going to be late. <laughs> I couldn't even form sentences Sorry, afterward. not sorry. My brain was mush. <laughs> I was deceased. We yeah, both were. It was rough. I'm still half a human like we were just talking about. But uh, so here we are on a Wednesday. But uh, boy, does it feel nice? It feels nice being back from Phoenix. We played some unreal golf. We played three courses. We played Papago. Mm-hmm. We played Raven. And we played Verado. Qu- Verado. The victory course. Thank you. Because I was going to yep. say Quintero. And it's definitely not Quintero. No, we definitely heard Quintero is one of those top rated courses. Though, Too that much money. It's a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit pricey. Oh, my you God. You know, and I was actually shocked. And this is something that we were going back. We can kind of go back on a little bit. But, like, the pricing out in AZ. Wasn't kinda, that cheap. It kind of shocked me for, like, desert golf. You know right. what, you know what I'm saying? I, we, caught it, we caught it peak season. Of course. It was like 80 the whole time we were playing. I mean, it was fantastic. Early April could not be a better time. Flowers are blooming. Everything is green. Everything is not dead and dried out. It was all time for golf. Um, It's exactly what you want. Yeah. I mean, we did plenty of things we'll be going into, but I want to just touch on, you know, how great the golf was. Um, Papago, which to nobody's surprise, probably was my favorite course through 18. Yeah, that was my favorite. Which is the ASU's um, training golf course. It's their, yeah. their home course. They ended up having an alumni weekend there the same way we were there. So the sick. Tournament headed out after us that we like were one of the last heat times for. So the course was playing like super nice. I fucked up my 56 wedge. Scrape the hell yeah. out of it on the rock. Is it's, that thing alive? You got to get a new one. No, we still we're still <laughs> kicking on it, but it, it's it's bad. It's you know, so you miss left or right. You're in the rocks. Um, the bar was great if it wasn't slammed. Yeah, probably one of the best bars I've seen. You know what is something that always, for me at least, I think gets overlooked, um, but does carry a ton of weight is actually like the bar and the clubhouse. And like the whole aura about the place, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it has like cor- a, it has like an unspoken like oomph factor to the golf course, right? And I think that I felt that fully for the first like fully heavy like Dove Canyon. Yep, would be like one of the first times I felt that. Yeah, Las Vegas Country Club for sure because they had the players bar club situation. Right. Like the, the aura of the golf, the spirit of the golf course yeah. is through those three things. The people who work there, mm-hmm. the clubhouse, and the facilities. Yeah. If the facilities are trash, but the starter and the drinks and the food are awesome, who cares? Right. Facilities is the third. Number one most important thing are the people who work there. I think so. 
I think that's a great feeling as well. And then especially I felt that at Papago, very youthful. Yes. Like very youthful Bad golf birdie course. all the way over, yeah. all over everything. Drinks were cool. Bar was cool. Bar was sick. It was very like, I don't know, like antique, but like very, you know, modern looking. They shotgun started us off the back nine. So sick. They're like, just start off on the back nine. Even their like T markers were like really dope, like Indian. Yeah. Like, you know, setting as well. Like uh, it was and just. And it played. Oh, we played what? How many yards? Seventh out, basically. Too it was long. it was like a sixty-eight to it was like a blue black. So black right. is seventy-one, I think, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Blue is 67, 68. So we played like a hybrid of that. Too long. If you're wondering, how long? Sixty-nine hundred. Too long. <laughs> it's very. It was narrow and Too. challenging. Not super windy, but if it was windy, they would have they would have posed a big task. Yeah, and we got in there. Late, so we're late. We're sleeping like four hours. Oh my god, dude! We're waking I've up to try to play barely golf. Barely had four. Yeah, so it's just tough out there. Um, but you know, it ain't that bad when you're waking up to a course like that and playing thirty six. Right, that's, that's and then, not, then that's we not, go. That's not really like you know, gloss over the fact that we're playing thirty six holes in one day. That's the, that's that's the, the beauty of it. You just kind of shake it off. You get some coffee in you, and the, and the vibes are high again. Unless you're me, and you get thrown a double transfusion and brewskis right off the rip. Right off the rip, I get you going. <laughs> we get we get a, cri- a quick eight pack and a double transfusion for the boys. Yeah, that set me off real right. It was a real good time. A couple hours. Really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed that course. We also had a little competition going. We did. We did. We did. Um, it was. Um, you want to break it down for us? Yeah, yeah. It was me and Chris versus you and Z. We were doing some best ball, some masters play, which maybe, mm. maybe, the best golf tournament event playing thing you can do. I would absolutely second that. It's not even close for me. The most amount of money you need to put in is twenty bucks. Like twenty bucks is such a good number for betting that you can play all day on that twenty with an optional ten at the end. You're gonna go ahead and break down how to play Masters mm-hmm. real quick for yeah. us, so I don't blow it. Yeah. So Masters, let's go with an easy number here, like twenty, like you mm-hmm. said. That's a very comparable number that everyone can throw out there. That's not gonna break the bank. But it makes you feel like you're actually playing for a little bit of cash here. You got to force them with you. Everyone throws in 20, 80 bucks in the pot. Now, the beauty of the whole master situation is that there are three whole segments. Every single three holes is a mini tournament, all stroke right. play. And you're, it's an individual event and playing against, you know, it's a little free for all essentially against the, you know, three other players that are playing with you. Mm hmm. And you still have your own handicaps as well. So you still stroke, you still like give strokes, blah, 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 this and that. So like it all works out. It's all even. So for those three holes, if you are the lowest shooter, then you win a mini tournament and you get $10. You play five of those mini tournaments and then the last three holes is called the Masters. And the only way... That you can play your way into the Masters, right? Is if you win one of those mini tournaments, and it gets tight sometimes. You kind of fall asleep, and you're like, "I got plenty of time. Lost the first two, no big deal." And then you lose. Then you then you don't pick up the next one. 
Right, and, and you only got and two then you on the maybe back. like maybe a whole fourteen. You have a blow pole for a seven. And that takes you right out of it. Right, so you kind of stress it, you know. Um, but you know, I you always buy your way into the Masters. Come on, it's the Masters. So you that's gotta... so if you don't if you do not qualify for the Masters, then it's a ten dollar buy in. It increases the pod just a little bit. But that last little three segments, let's say hypothetically, everyone is qualified and in. That's a thirty dollar pot at the very end of the at the end very end of the round. Oh god, and it's it just is so much fun. It's so great, and I think the best thing about it is these three whole segments. That like one, it keeps you very very dialed into your game. Right, you always have a chance to win ten dollars, always. And and it also, if you're having a bad three holes. It helps you wash it off faster, too. It's like it's a reset button every single three right. holes. Thank God. New three, baby. Yeah, and it's all good. So we did that. We did best ball. Um, and we did like a little team play event that we've done for like your birthday. Uh, mm-hmm. We kind of just roto the teams a little bit. So it was Zach and I this time yeah. against you and Chris. Which and was going to be a hard matchup. It's going to be a tough matchup. I mean, like you, you know Chris is going to bring it. You know Chris is going right. to bring it. And it's just like, I'm the wild card. Zach's a little bit of a wild card. You kind of know what you're going to get from you. We're going to get an 84, 85, 86. Yeah. Maybe, drunk, ma- maybe drunk a 92. 92 seems like more <laughs> realistic now. <laughs> Actually, to be fair on those courses, it's a tall task to shoot 84. Yeah. I, that, if I would have shot low 80s there, but unreal. 92 was, I mean, because I'm thinking driver, three wood, driver, hybrid, driver, five iron. A lot of yards, like it's a yada yada, a lot of yadas for your boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so we ended up picking me and Chris. Ended up clean sweeping. Yeah, that, that was ca- that was kind of rough. We and did have a fun little breakdown though, which I thought was very interesting, where we were able to make it an odd number of points at the very end because we were playing three rounds, but have there be more than just three points available, one point for each round. So we did mm-hmm. a point on the front nine if you won that side, point on the back nine if you won that side, and then split the difference essentially for the whole 18 holes. So if you won the full matchup for the 18, was boom, another that's point another point. There's another point. We did one yep. point, right? Yep. So then there was whatever. Nine, nine points available, total. and then first to five essentially wins. Right. Yep. So we end up taking... Three there. We let's just say we just didn't make it to the third round. Yeah, so I think we ended up taking three on the first de- the first round, leaving there um, food less down a little bit. I won't lie, food was okay. I, was be I think the bar was slammed for one, so like cranking it out probably was a bit more difficult because of the alumni games. Mm-hmm. But that uh, on our way to Raven, which has been quoted to be the greenest golf course in Arizona, and they weren't lying. And my God, was that just a green forest out there yeah, it was crazy. very strange how green the course was i'm kind of cookie cutter i wouldn't say there's anything x factory about the course that it's a good I, term love that little term yeah little it's a, cookie cutter yeah. golf course yeah for sure but it played great it was in great condition there were some very interesting ish holes that you kind of like oh this is kind of different but for the most part it seemed very kinda, average golf. So you're kind of your standard. I think it was just impressive how green the course was, just given the location. If you were in Arizona, you paid 105 or whatever we paid for that course. Yeah. It's a 125. If I, you I live believe. in Arizona, you'd be hyped on that. How cool and green that course is. You're probably missing a bit of that. But coming from where we're at, like all of our courses, kind of ish, have a green vibe to them. Yeah. There's always Definitely. some trees. There's always some there's always right. always some trees. Always grass growing everywhere. I will have to say though that the grass was, I mean, it truly was greener than normal. So that it For was sure. it was a little shocking. Right. 
No, then, I would have loved to just get all desert golf because that's just what you go what, out what there we for. we went out there for. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up, you know, winning it that day. So yeah. Sunday we just did Masters, which was probably par to par. The front nine holes of this golf course were on par for, like, the prettiest, coolest vibe golf course. Uh, Verado victory course. First Place nine. was Gorgeous. It was like it just would plop the golf course down the middle of a desert with yellow flowers everywhere. These yellow flowers were popping all over the place. Mm. It felt like you were actually almost lost out there. Yeah, you got done with the first hole. Like, or where are homes. we? There's like a huge rock in front of you, like rock wall you have to drive around. And after the first hole, you go into another really short par three. We're already hammered. <laughs> Like didn't take long. Didn't take long. We're all goofy out there. And hole three, it's desert. Now you're in the middle of nowhere. And you're just knocking your ball straight and you're just going hoping to, to God that you're yeah. just gonna land on a piece of green stuff because you can't really see much. There's a ton of blind tee shots. Right. And it's just open land all over the place. It looked like a Pete Dye course that wasn't Pete Dye, a bit more playable. Yeah, except there was like 20 mile an hour winds, which was brutal out there at that early time. So you're playing like, I swear, there was like seven holes that were like into the wind, like in a row. It was right. crazy. And we you're were like, all what freaking are out. we doing <laughs> out here? <laughs> yeah, and eventually died down the back nine. Back nine was really cool, too. Like very interesting layout, cool hole design, very unique. But the homes were there because it's, it's on a new development of land. So the bummer part of this course is the front nine at Verado will never be the same in the next four years. Four years from now, they'll have like the whole place developed and it will look like the back nine, which will still be a great golf course. It's going to take away the X factor, but it's going to definitely hurt that course a lot. Yeah, because you really, really love that desert out there. Was unreal. I cannot really. I mean, yes, I'm still a little bit buzzing coming off of this trip and like how cool the golf was. I can't really think of a few other golf courses that can really top how beautiful or how uh, organic it like really looked, like in its purest form out on the golf course. It was like it was like this golf course. It would be like Scotland golf on the coast of the ocean. They just let the desert kind of do at one with the golf course, and they just slap some green and hope it stuck. Yeah. And was the looked, vibe it got for yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, it's it's and it was gorgeous. I mean, we did catch it at a perfect time with all the flowers mm-hmm. were blooming. You know, it was and again, it was like seventy-seven degrees outside. We really couldn't have asked for like an any better situation. It's um, I mean, we'll have to go see. We're playing some golf this upcoming weekend, um, and we're playing at Donald Trump's um in Palos Verdes. Yeah, Trump National. Trump National, which I hear has water almost on every hole. Yeah, I need to bring at least a dozen of golf balls. We're going to have to bring lots of golf balls. And that's, that might be one of our new favorite courses. But going back, to this is like we got there Tuesday night. Wednesday we played two rounds. Thursday we played one round. The boys are coming after this desert course. Yeah. Here come the Calvary. And we've already, <laughs> lived, we've already lived a full golf trip. You know what I mean? So we get there. Thank God everyone's kind of like... Cruising in, mellow, right. chilling, hanging out, you know. But as soon as the drinks start flowing, boy, do they start flowing that night. It's always the classic first night. Always. There's never a boys' trip that you don't ever just get absolutely destroyed on the first night. 
I'm surprised they let me out. So the next morning, they we were going sporting clay shooting, and I'm surprised they didn't smell the booze on me and turn me away. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we. <laughs> so yeah, I I totally agree with you. We, dude. we, we everyone's we, kind of just shacking up around like four o'clock. I think we all go to bed. We gotta get up. We gotta get up at seven something. We gotta leave by eight thirty ish to get to our sport clay shooting at nine. Yeah, in the middle of a desert. It's about a thirty minute drive. In, now, wow! Now what, saying that out loud just sounds right. ridiculous. Right. Crazy. Just thinking about how. <laughs> so of course, me. I'm up first. Dad of the group. Which I. You know what? Someone else take my role. In no, the group. you're so good at it. I you're mean, the experienced role model in that in oh that my way. God, and someone y- else take this role from me. No, no, no. Because I, I mean, I could, I could try. I'd be real shitty at it. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of, you know, everyone's sleeping, right? So I kind of got to start. Yeah, but you know what though? Maybe you feel guilty about doing it, but at the same time, like everyone knows what needs to get done. Right. You're just the one vocalizing it. Right. And that's okay. Yeah, I feel like it gets on people's nerves sometimes, and I get that. But at the same time, when you're when you're paying, you're doing a bachelor party, and there's money on the line, and people expecting you to be somewhere. There's a reservation. We got to be at that <laughs> reservation. Right. That's where my OCD kicks in. I start getting a little more drill strategy. Yeah. Like, hey, you you guys got to be up in like ten minutes, or I'm coming back in five. Right. Like I'm coming back in five minutes to remind you, and like I'm gonna like come in here no matter what. And like a bucket of water is coming the next right. time. Right. <laughs> and so I get everyone up. We all get moving. Uh, you know, complaints across. People are falling asleep in the cars on the way there. You know you what know? though? There's nothing like rolling up to a sporting clay shooting. Oh event. my god! And this is your first time doing it as well. First time shooting a gun. Really buzzing. Hold, holding a gun. I'm I'm nervous walking into it because to be truthful, we're in Arizona. The guy we are working with, firing lane, something like that. Firing lane, we'll call him firing lane. We'll correct him if not. Um, was so chill about this whole process. It we was like a, a very text here or there, right? Very mellow waiver. No, like, wa- no waiver really. I mean, we signed, there there is a waiver. We signed, I signed it for right. the group, like <laughs> right, and then we and a credit card payment that wasn't ran until after we were done. Mm-hmm. So he's also like, like, okay, we're getting there at nine. It's like, cool, I'll be here. Yeah, like, cruise oh, on over. Okay, okay, and then we like, okay, it's gonna be more like nine fifteen, of like, course. Yeah, I'm still here, still here. Don't <laughs> worry, boys. We end up getting there. He's in the back. We text him. We think we text him. We actually don't because we're so drunk. <laughs> or probably hung over at this point. And we finally get a hold of him. And he is a mammoth of a man. <laughs> the dude's hands alone. The dude's hands alone and he is, were just colossal. Yeah, shook his hand. He crushed my baby little weak, weak grip of a hand. <laughs> that is my office fingers. <laughs> and um, he couldn't have been cooler. I felt like when those certain experiences, like if the guy was, a, he could have eat. Most of those guys can be dicks, and you don't, and that kills the experience. You gotta find somebody who's likes what they do, because if they don't, it's gonna translate. He ended up getting there. He had two other guys helping us, which were all time two shotguns, all the bullets, eye protection, ear protection. And scorecards in the bag and, ready to yeah, go. Yeah, and a full goodie bag. Yeah, for full us. goodie bag with like the logo. And he gave you a hat. And you're like, dude, well, I mean, this is right. great. 
So and the man's cracking jokes left and right. The man is in his element. He loves this. And they're you know, and they're all bummed out because like they're worried like, oh, California boys are coming. These California boys don't know what they're doing. Yada yada yada. How many of y'all shot a gun? Like three hands go up. You're like, oh boy. Yeah. You know, like we're gonna see some whifferoonies out here. And (laughs) to give an example, I think Andrew told me before we went out there, if I hit twelve targets, you'd be impressed. If twelve out of fifty. Yeah, so we were doing a and let me let me let's back up a little bit here for the audience that does not know what sporting clay shooting is. It's shotgun shots and you're shooting at let's call it basically like a bowling lane. Okay. So you right. go in each of these like little bowling lanes, let's call them ten lanes, and you're taking ten, like five shots in each lane, just for like the ease of numbers right now. Mm-hmm. The way that certain like little areas can be set up and based off the target facility is that they'll have, you know, anywhere from one of these like little launchers that throws a clay disc out into the air or can have up to like probably four, five, or six. That's I've only done four, but there I'm sure there are out there. It probably ranges. So there could be all of these discs that are flying all through the air and they all have different trajectories. They're coming from different angles and at different speeds. And so basically you know, we're out of the 50 shots that we are um, taking, I would say if, if we're going for very, like, easy to moderate shooting and you're a first-time shooter, it's like, I think the average is what the dude says is 10. Right. Which is 20%. And I said if we do well, I think that number was, like, going to be 15 to 20. Right. Like, You'd be really like, well. well, I'd be really, really impressed if we, you know, did 15 or 20. Yeah. And... um you know, we all stepped in. We separated our groups. Me, you, Chris, and Z. We kept the golf group together. Yep. And, and then Matt, Drew, and Colin went into the other group. Which is a, such a vibey group over there. I was oh, having yeah. fun listening to them over there. Uh, Matt cussing up a storm because he's not hitting <laughs> hitting targets. <laughs> Dude could hit water if he fell out of um, the boat. You know, and, the, and then... Yeah. <laughs> and then we... Sorry, Matt. <laughs> and then we... Uh, you know, got our shotgun instruction, which was, here's your shotgun. <laughs> um, it's two shots. This is the safety. I'll do the safety once you lock the shotgun in place. It's like a barrel. So you got to break the barrel, put two shotgun things in there, snap the thing up, undo the safety. And he's like, just point and click. That was the full instructions. I mean, that w- that's not streamlining it one bit. No. And then he basically said... Make sure that you don't touch the barrel because it gets hot. Right. Make sure the bo- the barrel is always pointed upwards towards the sky. That's right. it. And then and keep your like, finger you off go. the trigger unless you're shooting. Kinda. Here's kind of like, and here's how to like put your head like on the thing, right? On and, the butt of the gun. And it was all time. You step up first. You show us all how it's done. Six for eight. Yeah, yeah. But then Daddy kind of come Chris in. Chris comes in. Yeah. Goes eight for eight. Boom. That's just like dropping. Which was, Chris has shot before. Chris, we we knew would probably be pretty good. And I come in, I go eight for eight, which I was never picked up a gun, never shot a gun before. And afterwards he's like, Okay, cool, like eight, eight for eight. I thought beginner's luck. They're also sending one targets off at a time. They're the same one. And he's over saying and, over. and he's saying, you know, you aim it, I'll tell you when to shoot. Fire, bang. You know, it's very it's it's hard, but like he made it easy. It's a lot of just like okay, like very point aim shoot at this one location. It's going to be there. The clays aren't that hard to break either. They're pretty shattery. Like yeah. one little pellet will shatter it basically. Yeah. So it's not like it. You need to hit dead on every I mean, time. It simulates probably like a bird, right? You know? And we um, 
we ended up doing a little competition, and I shot 42 clays out of 50. Yeah, I mean, you really came in there. And now, once you go from bowling alley or a little section or stall to another, they will change locations. And so that first stall, super easy. And then we eventually started working up to, you know, you shoot one, and then you wait, and then you say, I'm ready, and then you pulls the and like shoots the other one and right. then you like so we're lock progressing into forward it. harder and harder that is go. the easiest way to do it and then you can do it. it's called like reporting which like right after you shoot the first then the second one comes out and then you can do true pairs is what we finished on for like the last four or five little which stalls. was the most fun which they sent both discs up at the same time he tells you which one to aim at first you gotta shoot that one then trace to the second one mm-hmm. and that's a lot of fun because then they're both flying at the same time. Right. You got to be on them and quick. So right. my point is, is that if you go out there and shoot 42 while you're just shooting the same target every single time, okay, yeah, I mean, we're yawning at that point. That right. ain't impressive. But we're going true pairs to the last four stalls, and you're banging out six for six. Yeah. Damn, you might be just breaking <laughs> that shotgun over your leg, dog. I was. In celebration I was form. John Wick out there at one point. You could have been shooting from the hip. Dude, it did not matter. There, I, I was jerking off to my own video <laughs> the whole weekend, dude. We took video, and every time I felt sad about myself, I would just watch this video and, like, wow, I'm really him on this. But, like, what? My whole life, Andrew, I've always wanted to pick something up and be, like, the next Next big thing in this. And that and someone grabs you and they're like, hey, hey, this is your thing. Hey, you've got it. You hey, you got <laughs> it. Right? I always wanted to feel that type of buzz before. And that and you got it with and that. I found it in the dumbest thing possible. Sport clay shooting. But you know what though? You found it. And here's what the dude said. Right. Here's and this is it. And this is after Tommy. Let's call it the last four stalls. <clears throat> excuse me, last four stalls, and we're going true pairs. Mm. So that means the last uh, sixteen clays or something like that. Wait, we're shooting six. Yeah, twenty-four clays are all true pairs. I think you clean up like twenty-two of those clays. I got twenty-two of them. And the last stall, you go six for six, and you hand the shotgun back to the instructor. And he asks. He takes. He takes. He tells me to take my earplugs out. Right. And he then takes, let, me, let me be the instructor. Yeah. Here. He takes his earplugs out. Right. And I hand the shotgun then, back to him. Hey, have you shot a shotgun before? You, you sure or shot a shot yeah. a gun before? You've never shot a gun before. No, never shot. I never picked up a gun before. Okay, so here's what you're gonna do. <laughs> you're gonna do two things for me. Mm-hmm. One is actually like you're gonna go do it. You're gonna go buy a shotgun. Right. And the second thing. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get lessons because you're good. Yeah. He's like, and like, just don't. Don't just mess with it. Buy a shotgun. Don't get Don't lessons. take lessons. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> you're was, like, whoa. whoa <laughs> baby. <laughs> I was living on. The, and it wasn't like you sucked or Chris sucked. You guys both shot. I shot 38. Yeah. Balling. I Look. felt like I was on fire out <laughs> yeah, there. You were cooking. And so was Chris. Yeah. You know, a big shout out to Z. He was shooting right-handed, realized he's left-handed shooting because of his eye dominance, and yeah. started to shoot clays. He's like, after the first eight shots in that first stall, mm-hmm. he's like, nah, I ain't righty. 
pulls up to the next stall, left like and shoots lefty and cleans way better, house, cleans and house. just goes lefty the rest of the time. Yeah, it was a blast. It was a, such an experience. I have a huge issue now because everywhere I want to go, I want to go sport clay shooting. I think Con uh, like got a cool like forty probably as well. Yeah, Con balled out. I know Drew was like having himself a time as yeah, well. Yeah, everyone. Like, it was like definitely if you're gonna do a groomsman thing like sport clay shooting with the boys, it only cost us like we found it was one twenty five. One twenty five. And that comes with the shotguns, the instructors, like all the clays. All the all the shells, like the goodie bags, the instructions, like all the safety stuff. Boom. And then he gave you a hat. And the winner of the of winner of the how many clays you shot got got a hat as well. Yeah. So I got I walked away with a hat as well. I'm sure that's framed up. It was in my bag over the weekend. We're fine. (laughs) I'm gonna watch the video again tonight after we're done. Um, sent to my whole family, and they're like, wow, you found it. I'm like, I know, which is the dumbest thing to find on. <laughs> Madison was like, yeah. uh, we got home, and she was like, you know, I was showing her the video. She already seen them. She's like, like, so what are we going to do, like the Olympics or something? <laughs> like, and like, could you imagine if that's the next step? I'm like 32 years old. Tommy found his true passion in sports clay shooting at a bachelor party. <laughs> and now he's here, and I have like a mullet. Oh just God, shooting clays for a living you're over here just living the dream he found yeah. his uh his true passion in life and his calling yeah so we go back home we end up chilling after this huge buzz everyone was buzzing and let me tell you if you're ever feeling a little hungover go shoot some guns baby go shoot some clays dog go shoot oh a big old shotgun have that thing ram into your right shoulder my shoulder's still bruised is it really mm-hmm like, There's, like that tomato. is one way to shake off a hangover real quick. Yeah, everyone was amped. It, it is a jolt to the we system. We went, we all went, got in and out afterwards. Oh, wow. Out. It just hits different after that. We <laughs> all got in and out, and then we all slept. Matt went home, watched the Masters, hung out, drank more, classic. Then we ended up driving to Pop Stroke, which is a putt putt course yep. that Tiger Woods designs or helps design Mm -hmm. it's basically top golf for mini golf and i i was having a blast with it i thought it was super fun it was way too packed though yeah it was really packed i the only thing because there's a lot of positives in this right a lot of positives just like any top golf i'm sure there's a buzz i'm sure it's like really hyped up you know tiger woods is like helping it and it's their only location at az and i was looking at some of their other locations and all of them are in florida so it's like making its way over to the west coast i'm assuming mm-hmm. um a lot of upside like um, food the bar the vibe top golfy it just was way music, too slammed music was popping yeah it was just so slammed and there's no like there needs to be some sort of like i know this is now like getting into a little bit of like a sticky situation but mm. like you gotta have someone like monitoring it a little bit and i feel like you have to have like a relative like tea time you know like hey you can tee it up between you know if we're going at nine on on friday you can tee it up between seven and seven ten that's like your group and they only allot yeah. 30 people to go into that 10 minute time slot or yeah, something or like something that. like that they need to have some sort of they can't do obviously like a tea time like you would at a golf course because right. like the holes take two minutes but if you want a bigger party of like 20 people then you can book up like a 20 minute time slot and have all those 20 people like roll on through or something like or that or some ticketing system where you buy a certain time slot and they only allow 200 tickets sold because it's really cool because i love the concept 
It's I love the concept of the bar at like the quote unquote turn of the golf course. I thought that was really cool. Great. It's really not even that far to like walk back, but like you're playing mini golf, so you can't like leave and you know come back. So like the fact that there's a bar yeah. and the Asher turf and like the actual like putting was pretty realistic. I would say. Yeah. I mean, it, you're not hitting through clown noses, but you're going through bunkers, weird breaks. You can kind of play it off the back hills a bit more. You start to kind of figure out the golf course in like a fun, different angle of the way you look at it, which makes it more mini golfy. Um, had a blast. Area was super cool. We were in. It was like a very fun, vibrant, which reminded me of like an old Spectrum. Yeah, that was exactly where I was going. For the people that don't know, it's a little bit of like an outdoor. Mall, mall type situation that was like kind of i thought it hit its peak when like it wasn't super busy and all like orange county people would go i'd always see friends over there like families would always be walking around we knew you go shopping you grab some lunch with your mom you yeah. head out it was always the spectrum was always like oh the spectrum was great um then we really started to ramp it up with uh some liars dice later that night hanging out with the boys is there a, a better board game if you want to call it quote unquote just a game i mean it's all time it's really fun all you need is dice and cups all you need and just get like 70 dice 80 dice or whatever it's the best or i guess it's going to be really hard to explain we don't need to explain it but but it, just scope it out look it up if you don't know it it's really fun we i think we rattled off like four or five games of liar's dice and these are like 30 minute games yeah i, I would love to play with um, your family with my my in laws and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, because it's a really good game to play with the group. Something to keep people in it, and it's just easy to explain. People can just keep playing and playing and playing and playing. And um, there's some strategy to it too, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, one of the highlights for me, which I don't think we've I've ever done, we had just a chill day, which was like pool, beer die, liars die. Yeah, that following day out, that drink, Saturday, mm -hmm. masters in the morning. Dinner. We made an awesome prime rib or uh, prime rib dip, Fantastic, French dip. Yeah, dude. with a homemade crema, gramolata. Meat was cooked. Like it was to perfection. We did like a dry brine on the whole thing. Zach made a homemade mac and cheese. Matt was whipping up salad. Chris had potatoes, rocking and rolling. Turns out we didn't really need those for the dinner. We used it for an all-time breakfast the following day, which was great. The hash was great. But the hash was insane. And so, like, that dinner Saturday or a Saturday night was fantastic. That was really fun. And we made, like, the jus out of, like, a full prime rib. And everyone had their own little, like, au jus, like, consomme dipping sauce mm. on, on the Everyone got sandwiches. to about, like, half a sandwich, dude. And everyone was like, whoa, I am full. Dude, I mean, like, it was fantastic. It was great. It was really good. Really and we good. ended up watching some fights, UFC fights that night. That was the first time I've actually ever bought a fight i believe yeah. it was asanya versus mm, Pereira. Pereira. that a boy i'm really I'm really put me on the hot seat i'm right really there. proud of you right there <laughs> Pereira out left field my man we end up um and we're gonna break down the masters don't you worry of course the masters are sprinkling we'll talk about that individually after this but um we end up talking we ended up watching the fight and my god that fight, Pereira versus, you know, Sonya. I think it was the hype. I think yeah. it was like that was the first time I've always here's something. Here's the, this is a sport that I'm I don't watch ever, at all, ever really. 
I don't I know nothing about it. Thank God that we had at least one or two guys that knew a lick. But Connor. my bro- but my brother actually knows a decent amount. He kind of really knew, which was insane to know. Yeah, I had no idea. Connor and, was and I'm like, it. thank God, like we have someone over here, like giving us the cliff notes instead of us like doing a deep dive on like the web. Like I don't want to look any of this stuff up. Like, right. Give me some of the juice and let's like let's get right back into it here and throw mm. some money on this thing because I'm right. invested now. We were we all went betting on it, which was great. I think everyone rode with Asanya. Yeah. Um, which because was, the whole thing was that Pereira. Beaten him twice. Beat him twice in kickboxing. Once in kickboxing. No, I thought it was twice and then once in UFC. Maybe. Because then he took the belt away from him. Right. I know for sure once in UFC. I thought once in kickboxing. Oh, he went over three. Okay. Wow. Pretty sure. Twice in kickboxing. Then he moved over to UFC. Dominated UFC. Adesanya did. Mm. Pereira came over from kickboxing. And then Pereira came straight for Adesanya. Right. Took that belt away from him. Immediately. Immediately. And so that was this is the fight to get the belt back. Knocked Adesanya out cold. Um, Adesanya needed it. Pereira might be one of the scariest people I've ever seen walking in the face of this earth. The man, I don't even think he had a soul. Walking death. I don't know how you get in a ring with somebody I, like that i know these guys are trained killers but that man looked yeah different he looked like he'd snap your neck and like pretend like nothing happened and his day would just continue just a big old robot right zero emotions and look right. like he just, just like, walked at you <laughs> but like, he was like able like to evade his like elusive watery style it was i mean we had i think we had 80 bucks on a mean collectively you? as like you know the whole group you know a couple hundred um, potentially yeah. or something like that which it was, was building the excitement round one goes down as Sonya wins round one but barely i think i don't know was I, it, I was flipping the coin dude right. i feel like Pereira could have like taken the first i think as uh, uh, may land a bit more hits okay. on him but then round two was in the did it end in round two? Yeah, it ended yeah. In round two. So it came Pereira came out of the gates and doing his fucking walking like motion man. Right. Just like, like stomping his feet over there and just coming in for him hot. And every time Asanya got into a, like a corner or the you know, the cage oh, or something, you like, get out off the cage. The cage was his worst enemy. Yeah, out of the cage. Um, and finally, it looked like he got caught with something, but not really. He shelled up super early. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, shit, here, it's over. It's, it's happening again. Right. And here comes Pereira just going to unload that left hook on right. him. Right. Which Carr says is like the hardest punch he's ever seen. Right. Comes across, you know, hits him with the left. Adesanya's shelling up, shelling up. Now, nowhere shows a huge right, lands him, dazes him heavy. It almost knocks him out cold for right. one punch. And then comes in again. Yeah, hits him with the same right. Knocks him out dead cold. The crowd goes bananas. He's doing We the go air. nuts. We all go nuts. Because at this point, we thought like three seconds ago, the fight was over. All We're like, oh, my, oh, no. We've <laughs> lost this eighth sports bet this right. weekend. We need to win <laughs> some of this money back. And finally, I mean, he hits it out of nowhere. I almost go pass out from yelling and then he hits him with that one hammer uh the hammer fist at the very hammer, end just, to, the fist just the to seal the deal right like it wasn't already over already right it came out of nowhere flying in on him it was um electric we I mean, all like are 
basically like screaming, running in circles, almost passing out because we're just locked sitting down into the into this fight. Right. And what a, what a way to end like our last night at the bachelor party. We kind of just kicked it, drank more, super fun. Liars love dies. love those like house days. We were hanging out pool. We had the putting green in the back, where that was really fun. Zach and Matt went out um, earlier that day, got a piece of plywood so we were able to play some beer dye. Right. You know, just a super vibey day, just hanging out. Fights were on all day when the Masters was a little bit delayed. It was just a really fun way to kind of just wrap up and like kind of hone in a little bit because we've been golfing, and then we went shooting, and then we went to Pop Stroke, and then we're like, okay, now let's have a nice day. Just kind of hang at the Airbnb, which was fantastic. Right. It was um, super fun. Shout out to all the boys who went. Um, made special for our boy over here. Yeah, much appreciated, you guys. It was a lot of fun. Um, what a squad. What yeah. a squad. Good stuff. One of the reasons why we picked this weekend, though, was the Masters, which, you know, unfortunately, when we were there, majority of the time was getting dumped on by rain. It was a little unfortunate because we kind of the whole premise about Saturday was going to be okay. We can hang out and you know poolside have like you know the Masters playing in the background, but you know what? No big deal because our flight got pushed back a little bit on Sunday, and so we got all all of the final round on Sunday. Right, and and you know you came up to me Saturday night, cross-eyed, drunk, (laughs) and you you said, "Hey." Fresh off the win, fresh off a buzz of getting of all of our Adesanya money back. He looks at me, crossed eye, and says, "Hey, buddy, mm, Rom tomorrow, right? We're putting some money on him." I say, "Oh yeah, we're putting money on Rom." So we throw about forty bucks on Rom to win tomorrow. Yep. And there was no doubt in my mind he was going to beat him. He was down three, right, going right. into the final and round. Me four. Yeah, it was three or four. And it was Kepka in first, and I said, "There's no way Kepka." Playing his live tournaments is going to hold up this lead. Well, he's only used to playing 54 holes. Right. <laughs> so he needs to get, he's he's chalked on Saturday. And Rom's <laughs> fresh off a goat streak. So comes in, does does what PGA Tour players do. Step up in the big moments to win the round. Slam the door shut on Which is great. Slam that short because you would never hear the end of it from live. Nope. You still, they got like, you know. I think they had a couple, uh, they had two guys in second. Yeah, they had a huge finish, Liv. You know, good job. You did great. Like, that's super awesome. Now back to the big dog. Right. Now, <laughs> what happened to your rest of your field, though? Because you look at the rest of the field, it's all PGA players. Yeah. You know, they, they either weren't there or, like, they were on top or they weren't to be found. This is a number that I don't know and probably you don't know either, but roughly, do you know how many Liv players were in the field let's at get, Masters? Let's say Phil. Okay, DJ. You're going to really go down this list, huh? Okay, here Phil, we go. Phil, DJ, Cam Smith, Brooks Kepka. Uh, were the four I knew for sure. Those are like the four big, yeah, I'm, but I'm sure there's like other. Mito Pereira. Okay. Sergio Garcia. Okay. Was Neiman in there? Joaquin Neiman? He should have been. I didn't hear him. Let's just say Joaquin. Joaquin okay. was like one of the best golfers at one point yeah. before he left. So seven, seven guys that are like pretty elite. Yeah, yeah. Competition wise, I mean, it's good to see that them like you know two of them I guess finish all right. Yeah, but still. I love to see living the. I love to see living all the opens and the Masters, and that's the only place I want to see him. Yeah. If you want to go watch them during the week, go ahead and watch them during the week. But these open tournaments, they can play with us. We can play with them. Um, but anyways, um, I thought the Masters was great. Sunday to me, these past like four or five of them haven't had some crazy finishes. They've kind of been boring. 
they've been guys that have just been up by three to five strokes and have just kind of been putting in cruise control and just coasting their way through. You know, but why was it different with Tiger would do that consistently? I guess, yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. That's a good point. I guess because it was dip- such such greatness at that moment. You're like, dude, this guy's like three jackets in. He's going to get a fourth jacket. Right. He's two jackets and he's, he's going for a third. And jacket. he's also not just like winning by three or four and cruising in. He's cruising and winning by like seven, eight, nine. Right. So he's putting a show on for us. He's going like birdie, 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 par, birdie. He doesn't whatever. even care about the other field. Right. He's just like, oh, I haven't had a haven't had a bogey in like twenty six holes. I'm gonna finish bogey free on my final day. And he's just like Crazy. You know, no one else is even like you know in the rear view mirror mirrors of him. That's um, you know? pretty pretty unreal stuff. I thought it was great. Um, some un I mean the one shot that sticks out to me. Uh, the whole weekend was the Cam Smith three wood from the bunker. Oh my God! We were watching that thing live actually too. Ball below his feet. Yeah, and just hits a a crazy shot. Two Lands s- it back of the green. Two sixty four out onto like those upper slopes, and it just trickles on in to oh. like eight feet, twelve feet, something like that. It was crazy. Uh, I thought it was. I guess it was considered like one of the best golf shots of the year, which I could. I mean, for sure, three wood out of a fairway bunker to 10 feet is just insane to insane um it was it was fun to see rom get it he deserves it um one of the best out there when uh, the dude is on he's going to be really tough to beat but i do like seeing a little bit of drama to like go back and touch on your point yeah um because i think that there should have been more drama actually at this masters given yes the live yes the pga but there was there was rain. I do want to point that out. Usually Augusta, it is like glass, like we were talking about. It is really lightning fast out there, and because of all the rainfall that they had and all of like the storms, the fairways were like re- relatively like smooth and like not rolling out a ton. So your ball was always like if you hit the fairway, you were staying in the fairway. You weren't really like getting into the deep stuff, mm-hmm. and course wasn't playing exceptionally long because the fairways were like that perfect like happy medium and the greens were really receptive yeah they were they were working really well for them you so their scoring conditions right and they were like though they were good scoring conditions i just think that there should have been more people pressing onwards towards rom i thought there should have been more people at that 12 under number yeah i thought so too i mean phil came up there played a hell of a round um yeah you know. And then after Brooks fell off, there's just no catching Rom. Um, but yeah, man, I thought it was a blast. You know, talking about the Masters and stuff. Like the one of the biggest and coolest thing there is the meal. I was wondering, what would your Masters meal be? Be so it's like what entree? Yeah, you can get like an appetizer. Mm-hmm. You go entree, and then you can do. Um, sometimes you do like two entrees, um, as I've seen guys in the past. And it's pretty funny, like, looking back on some of these, um, you know, like, Masters dinners. Like, Zach was actually pointing out that when Tiger won in 97, his mm-hmm. Masters meal for in, in 98 was uh, cheeseburgers and french fries and milkshakes, which I thought was hilarious. You got to do it. You're a young man. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, you're playing right into the, uh, you know, you're, you're playing right into your own cards there. Right. So, you go ahead and you know what you, you would do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really, really tough here for me, but I would love to do uh, a Japanese style 
like meal. I think that would right. be really, really cool. And the one that really like cements that for me was like when um, Hideki Matsuyama won and, right, seeing, his meal. and seeing his meal was different. Um, I mean, I could just do like a carbon copy of it, but what would be the fun in that? I would love to do like a sashimi, um, like a tunas and salmon, like carpaccios. Um, would love to do some sort of like soy and miso like sauce some like yuzu sauce with all of this yeah and then you can do like a chicken like yakitori and do like um you know japanese style like fried chicken as like an appetizer and then i would do love to do like like a kimchi and pickled cucumbers and like that kind of stuff as like your like assorted like salads like essentially with the with the fried chicken i feel like that's like a classic combo of like you know super salty savory fatty with like very spicy vinegary like quick bites you know and something very like refreshing you know just like a cucumber side dish and stuff like that would be unreal for like appetizers rolling right into the entree i would love there to be like some sort of like fish um and whether that be like whole grilled would be like really really cool um or and then like the other ways you can do like a turf and that would be like you know like the japanese wagyu like steaks and this is another thing that's interesting too i don't know where the budget comes from because this like menu that i'm thinking of am i like am i competent yeah who knows i'm sure the masters helps you um but uh and then i guess for dessert i would love some sort of like mochi like ice cream and stuff like that. there you go that sounds fire. To round it out. So that what sounds... would, what would uh, can you run me down yours? I'm sure you got something brewing up there. I mean, I, I like uh, the miso with yours and the app. It sounds great. I The mochi for dessert would throw me off as a young man. Mochi ice cream? I like mochi ice cream. I think. I thought you'd go crazy over that. I used to. I think I've gotten, I've gotten over the mochi ice cream. Um, so I'm going to go appetizer. We're going to go with a mozzarella tomato balsamic glaze salad. Ooh, we're going Italian with That's fresh basil. Of, of course we are here. We're going Italian. Um, we're going to probably do that. So now you have you could play this deal, right? Now, am I an athlete or am I Tommy Swain? Tommy Swain is an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> right. Am I, am I actually what do you mean? Are worried, you competing? Am I worried about my body? Like, I can't put, like, pizza and cheeseburgers and... Yeah, I gotta worry about my body a bit. You're, you're. Well, it's we're putting ourselves. You're a Masters champion okay. right now. So I'm still and you're good, playing I'm still in the, good the tomato mozzarella. You're also balsamic. host. You're ho- like this is your dinner. This right. is your hosting Moment. situation. Right. You give a speech. You welcome all the winners. Right, right, right. So I definitely do that salad because I feel like that's still a great opening meal for somebody like that. If they don't want to do tomatoes because they're not in season or something. Maybe like a fresh uh, and a pasta salad with like salami, a homemade vinaigrette, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, leading right into dinner, we're going to do a pesto shrimp uh, bucatini. Interesting. Or penne, probably. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have pegged you for a pesto and shrimp guy. Well, because now I'm doing it for people. Okay. Not only am I doing it for myself. Okay. I'm doing it for the people, of the course. fish eaters. There's going to be pesto. It's a little healthier. Then I probably do like a spicy rigatoni. I vodka, knew exactly spicy where that was going. Yep. Vodka rigatoni with peas. 
Mm-hmm. Probably be like what I would do for. Would you do a ragu, or would you do a simple tomato sauce? Um, simple tomato sauce. Okay. It would be you know whatever tomatoes pureed, blended, cream, vodka, mm-hmm. Calabrian chili, tomato paste, pasta water, rigatoni. Nice. Whatever meat. Love if, that. Uh, guanciale. If I want to throw something crazy in there. Yeah. Um. Then bringing it home for dessert, we're probably going to go classic milkshakes. It's really hard to uh, to talk bad on that right there or either of these. Um, when you get your pick of the litter yeah. and you can kind of create your menu on the fly like we just did right now, and but you can really like sit down and like talk about it with some chefs, you can come up with some fire meals. Yeah, I'm sure they definitely lead, you know, gra- grab your hand and lead you through something real special. It, um, I mean, what a weekend for your bachelor party. Fun Masters What a weekend for Masters. Um, we can recap this real quick because you had a hell of a pickings this past week for the Masters, yes, dude. I dude. mean, you cleaned up. Yeah. I mean, we had Freddie Couples make the cut, which uh-huh. bumped all of your guys up a One. full position mm-hmm. for picking that um, senior that was making the cut. And then, boy, you just rattled off three bangers where you picked Rom. Picked Rom to win, so he was a net zero. Mm-hmm. Then I picked uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. Came I think out he was like T10 or something like that. Did well, and Gary Woodland, top twenty. I think. Yeah, something like that. So you averaged like six. Right. Oh, it was which, a ten and a six finish. Yeah, it was crazy. Dude. Right. I came out balled out. You had a good week. Not a bad week at all by any stretch of the imagination. Not a bad week. I think I averaged like twenty fourth or something right. like that. You the know, boys, boys had the finger in the pulse for the Masters there. We sure did. We sure did. So, so uh, Tom, you took the the, um, the cake on that one and mm-hmm. cleaned up. So um, we are going to take a little bit of a sneak peek on into the RBC Heritage Tournament that's coming mm-hmm, up this mm-hmm. weekend here, um, which the- may be a little bit of a surprise of a tournament. I think maybe this might be the most slept on golf tournament of the year. I think so too, because when we were like looking up, like you know, doing some research on like the purse prize mm-hmm. and like designated it, event, it's a designated event, and like I'm like, what, what weird timing to do it right after the Masters because the Masters gets so much hype that like everyone like comes down from the Masters, right? You know, like well, if he's like, you're gonna watch golf again. Yeah, I mean, like, right. I, like, I mean, I'm gonna watch golf. I'm gonna again, watch golf again for sure. Like, right. yeah, no problem. But I feel like there's uh, people sleep on it though because there is so much hype with the Masters, and the whole week is like leading up to Masters. You're like, you know, they're covering like interviews, and like they never do that for any other tournament. And then like, uh, you know, it just kind of gets a little bit exhausted at that point, and then you get the RBC Heritage that gets slept on. But it's a bigger purse than the Masters. Actually, it's, it's a, a bigger tw- purse. Field's great. You get a plaid jacket just like a green jacket in the Masters. Beautiful course. Pete dye design, so you know what you're getting out of it. Long, tough, and difficult. Located out in beautiful South Carolina, the course is immaculate. Yeah, on Hilton Head, which is like a a huge vacation spot. So catch me watching some golf this weekend. Like you said, buddy, go ahead and lead us back away. Where am I currently sitting at? Yeah, you made you made a good little jump here, dude. You're sitting at 40th, like in overall picks, and now I'm I'm now at 34th. Nice. Which uh, which is you know again exactly where we thought we were going to be uh, in a tight race here, going about halfway into the uh, the season. Um, so, buddy, why don't you just rattle off yours here because you had the first picks. Yep. And a reminder for the first pick here: it's one through ten. And then it's 11 through uh, 25. And then 
Uh, I think I, 26 of the rest of the field. I think I botched that. I don't know. That's fine. 1 through 15, that, that's what it is. 1 through 15, 16 through 40, 41st to rest of the field. There, there it is. There it is. There he is. You thought, would have, you thought I would have had it by now, right? That's okay. A, You're a half a brain times. still, just like me. Um, so my first pick was a man who is sneakily becoming my favorite golfer. And I, he's easily top three for me right now. Uh, you've been talking about him for a while. I'm finally paying attention. And it's my man, Cam Young. The dude's different, man. Yeah. It's fun to watch him play. He's the driver head speed. It's like a bracing to Shamba, but he actually can play golf. It doesn't look like he's trying to like murder the golf ball in any weird way. It's just a very sound swing, and right. it just doesn't look like it's going to falter at all. And the dude can roll it. He just needs to get a little bit like he just needs to tighten up a couple of the screws. Yeah, he is elite. Um, I love him. I think he's going to do great. I think he'll be able to bomb it past all Pete Dye's bullshit. And uh, just try to avoid the water and roll it well. I think he's got a chance. It's a good pick, buddy. Um, I got someone who's been super hot, maybe a little bummed he got left out of the Masters, but always ready to roll is Ricky Fowler right now, playing super hot. The man's Um, on a heater. He got a week off of golf where some of these guys had to go play. This is probably one of the biggest tournaments he's going to play in all year. This is his Masters. So he's coming out balling. For sure. Um, Another man who... Works with one of our favorite YouTubers, uh, Mark Crossfield, is Ryan Fox, the Englishman with glasses. Got a lot of coverage in the Masters tournament. I liked what I was seeing from him. He was playing well. So hopefully he can come back and throw something together. So that's my uh, top three here. Love those picks, dude. A little fun fact about Brian, or excuse me, not Brian. It's Ryan Fox. Ryan Fox. Uh, Father was a professional rugby player. So when when you watch him swing the club, Dude looks like a strong fellow that can move it. Right. He's built like a The glasses house, need to dude. go. Glasses need to go. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. anyways, let me uh, let me hear your top three Love here, buddy. Swing. Um yeah, let me rattle on down here. And uh here's a guy that um is just playing some really good golf. He was on fire at one point this past weekend in the Masters. I thought he actually was gonna put something more together. Um, and again, a guy that I think that should win more, but again, needs to tighten up his screws a little bit, but I love what I'm seeing out of Victor Hovland right now. Yeah, I guess he cri- contributes to his master blow up to the slow play. Patrick Cantley was throwing out there, but I don't really believe that, but he looked like he was firing at flags at the masters. The best I've seen him in a very long time. Um, I love the pick out of you. It was probably who I was going to go if I didn't get Cam Young. He is a guy that once he gets going, it's, he's kind of like he's kind of like a Colin Morikawa almost for me with the ball striking. Yeah. Like it is impressive what they're able to do repeatability wise. Yeah. I think Morikawa's got the X factor. Victor totally. Hovland's trying to figure that exactly, out right now. Exactly. When Victor Hovland has that gear and he's in that gear, it reminds me of, of the Colin Morikawa. Totally. Of that stretch he was Of on. like, you know, average proximity to the hole. He's right. like, you know, one through three, essentially. He's always living in that zone right. uh, when he's on. Um, so he's really fun to watch. And I love his personality, too. You know, it doesn't seem like anything kind of rattles him too much and like... You know, he's kind of like a very happy-go-lucky person that's very appreciative of what's going on. He seems very humble, um, but also has a sense of personality on him. So I like, it, um, you know, what he kind of stands Love for it. in his interviews. Um, so here's another guy that actually won a couple weeks ago, um, not too long ago here. So I think he's playing some good golf. Um, a Canadian. So I think this mm. is maybe one of our first Canadian picks here. No, I had Nick Taylor. That's right. Great call, buddy. 
And a guy again, um, I think this is a very much a ball strikers golf course. So this is kind of my where I was going my first two picks, which leads me to Corey Connors. Woo! So again, another great iron player that keeps it within the boundaries and in play a lot, and then mm. starts throwing it to you know middle of the greens quite a bit. You need, you need greens and you need di- driving distance right now. Yep. And um, and this rounding out the roster here, I'm actually a little bit surprised He's down here. that this guy is down here um, because of the level of play this guy consistently bangs out from year to year to year. Um, and I have no doubt that he's going to get back there, but again, been maybe a little bit out of form as of late. But ultimate faith in Billy Horschel because the Billy man, Horschel. the the man can grind, and the and the man. Uh, you know, I've been seeing a lot of him on social media, which is a good sign. So we'll see if he comes out and does something real special for you, buddy. That's a great top three. I'm really excited to catch some glimpses of this golf course when we're playing golf all weekend. We got a tournament coming up. We got you know Trump National, which I'm definitely getting a ball marker from. Um, also, best thing to collect a golf course is. Hands down, ball markers. A ball marker. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you really want to maybe step it up, I feel like a greens book is probably greens one book of, is great, but not everyone has it. Not everyone has it. So like, if you want to go like for a special place and you're going to somewhere that for a really cool round, get a greens book. I think that's like one of the cool things because you can actually see like you know all of like the layouts. Greens books and ball markers are definitely ball markers are ten. Green books will set you back maybe fifteen or twenty. Just depends, right? Um, those two items you can walk out of a place and have for a very long time. I mean, I love switching out my ball markers per rounds. Ooh, I feel a little Wolf Creek. Ooh, I remember you know my buddy got me you know St Andrews one. I'll play some St Andrews every once in a while. Um, super special. Anyways, round out this podcast. You know what time it is. It's your three worst. We got a special one for you. We're going three worst. Backyard barbecue items. Three worst backyard barbecue items. We have a little bit of like a stipulation here because we're almost trying to like build or let's not say negate mm-hmm. our, our like ideal meal here. Right. And so we have to pick one entree. Right. Like kind of like your main course and then you can do whatever you want with that. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I let off the picking of the players andrew bless it off why don't you go ahead buddy and lead us off on your three worst again i will see in my comments for the end will you yes i will okay i'm gonna hold on to that statement you should go ahead feel and throw free to like feel garbage feel, list feel, feel free to just throw out as much shade as you want I will. This once list. this is done i'll let you get through it Okay, uh, this is a spot that I don't like starting at because this number three spot is is my entree, and um, there's a lot of good entrees for barbecue, and this is something that's always there, and it's a staple, so it hurts me to put it in here. Mm-hmm. It really does. Mm-hmm. But I, I have to go with the hamburger. It's my number three. Um, you're looking at me. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> the hamburger is number three. I feel Not like there's so many more like good. Is that including cheeseburgers? Yeah, it just like you know cheese doesn't really do it for me. I mean it's fine. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this man's lost. Hot dogs, brats. You can do ribs. Over do a, hamburger, yeah. hot dog over hamburger, dude. How often you're like, wow. That's a banging hamburger. A lot more than a banging hot dog. Oh, what are you doing with hot dogs then? 
you throw them on a grill and they char, and then you eat them. And it, they're fantastic. Yeah, but not nah, as good as the hamburger. Anyways, a I hamburger. Wouldn't interrupt you. No, no, and no, a ha- no. no, no. It's fine. We need a little. We need a little mm-hmm. banter here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm heated, dude. Say, you say you're right back. Mm-hmm. You know what's terrible about the ha- about the hamburger? If I want a good hamburger, I want a smash burger. That's the problem. Yeah, backyard it. burger a- slap. You haven't had a good one in a while. But it can't, it's it can't be the good meat. It has to be shitty meat. No, that's my problem with it, though. I'd, if I'm gonna have shitty meat, I want shitty pork meat in a hot dog or no, a broth situation. I can make a hell of a burger for you. Please do. Yeah. Open invitation, then, bud. I got you. Just don't, just don't make it on your next bar back. Bar. I won't. You just at least have hot dogs. Yeah, I'll have <laughs> hot dogs for you to eat. You savage. <laughs> okay, let's let's move it on up here. Let's move it on up here. Number two for me, you're going to have major beef with this one, too. Mm-hmm. But this is something I never go to. This is something I'm always avoiding. And it's a lot like your, quote, unquote, like sandwich three worse here. And this is something I'm never really going to. It's the mac salad for me. Okay. I can see that. And I don't really get it. It doesn't really have a lot of texture to it. Mm-hmm. And the texture that it does have, it's very, like mushy creamy and then like the crunch is like coming from like celery and like i'm not huge on like a raw celery like application purpose especially when it's just with noodles and mayo yeah you even had uh mama v's pasta salad before i gotta have i gotta have like but here's the thing i'm talking just very general it's all mayo right very general right like and so I'm gonna I'm gonna put potato salad just slightly above that for me because okay. I do like potatoes more and I feel like you can have more, some more texture you can have bigger smaller pieces you know like that's kind of a little bit more of that like X factor to me with it that's why I gotta put the uh, the mac salad in there okay I'm sure there's mac salad that bangs for sure there are generically mac salad yeah and number then one. rounding out the number one here this is no surprise let's just uh, this is something that I will uh, very occasionally go to, but I'm only doing it because I'm eating like three hot dogs <laughs> or four hot, like three oh hot God, dogs and a hamburger, you know, and I, it's it's the veggie platter. Oh, it's all time. The veggie platters never get touched. Like, I, it's got to be the veggie platter for me. And especially when there's no sort of like way of cooling this thing off when it is yeah. baking in the sun. Yeah. There is nothing like worse. the veggie platter from Ralph who your mom buys. There's nothing why, worse why than are you molten that? lava ranch yeah. and <laughs> wilty brown carrots out there. Nothing worse. I mean, just that's throw all, those straight <laughs> in the bin. That's all time. <laughs> that's, uh, that's uh, yeah, my mom always buys them for Ralph, and she's the only one who eats it because that girl can eat anything from out of anywhere. And it's fine. You know, maybe keep the veggie platter inside cool mm-hmm. over, like, cold water and ice. Maybe. Great. Great. You know, I'm going to that early, not going into it often. No. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe. So that's that. number one. And so if I'm talking to straight taste profile and, you know, enjoyment, the mm-hmm. veggie platter is there for one. It's got its place. It's just not in the in a top tier slot. Right. That's a great, great three. The burger was an awful play, but the rest of it was okay. The rest of it was okay. Um, I'm going to go here. I'll take it. Uh, you know, take put a, put a hit mm. on my three slot. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to round this off uh, with an honorable mention. I think people aren't going to really enjoy, but I don't think a lot of people do them right. 
is the brat. You got to do a brat right. Got to okay. do a brat right. Okay. A lot of the brats people have are bring. The buns don't fit the brats. The brats aren't very good. They don't cook them very well. You got to char that thing. You got to either boil it in beer, then hit char it on the grill, or you got to start the brat low and slow, and then kick the heat up to char it. It can't be, like, somewhat cooked. Like it's, you got to char that thing. You also got to, like, people forget, you got to, like, poke the holes. holes. Like, you have to, or right. else those bitches are exploding everywhere. Right. So there's a lot of room for error for rookies, and that's I why I cooked some brats last night for dinner, actually. I bet I, you it was fire. Yeah, they hit. I love brats. I just don't think in the backyard barbecue sometimes. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. Okay. Number three, something I won't touch in a sandwich, let alone an item sitting on a table, is egg salad. Yeah. Not gonna How many it. barbecues are you going to with egg salad? I've had I've been to enough to know <laughs> there's egg salad there. There's enough. Like that's strike number one for the bar- yeah. backyard barbecue. If you're doing egg salad back there, it's rough. Wait, wait, wait. How? Wait, I got questions here. Uh-huh. Are the egg salads, is it just a bowl of mayo and eggs? Uh, people do egg salad to do pasta salad. That's like what egg salad is. It's like mayo, onion, have my celery. Hard time. Okay. But there's no carb in it, though. Right. It's just like egg salad, like a little one. Oof. You know, Suddenly have- you rip, you strip the bread away right. from the egg salad sandwich and you just give me egg salad? Yeah. I'm having really, right. I'm, I'm having problems in my life. I mean, I? I've seen it. It's not common. It's definitely there, though. Um, number two is an item that everyone either loves or hates. They put it on everything. I personally don't touch it ever at a barbecue. It's pickles. Interesting. I never touch. Interesting. People will eat pickles. People put pickles on their relish, on their hot dogs, on their burger. They put pickles on everything. And pickles aren't my favorite. Yeah, I I think pickles do have their place, but not when you're grilling something, right? Yeah, is that but what you're getting put at? on burgers? A grilled burger. You right. don't want. I like. I love pickles. Mm-hmm. You love pickles at In and Out. Mm-hmm. Those are smash burgers, though. At In and Out. Right. I like, mean, like, I wouldn't love pickles in and Out. I would say there. I'm not a pickle fan. Ooh, I love pickles though in a burger. Okay. It has to be homemade pickles, and they gotta be right. Okay. So pickles, it'll be. I know people eat pickles out of the jars. They're out. They're everywhere. They're putting them on everything. I'm okay. out on the pickle. Okay. Um, if you don't like that and you want to throw a challenge flag, I'm willing to audible. That's not really like a like a f- an item. A food. Okay, great. I'm gonna move egg salad up to two, and watermelon's gonna be my three. Oh, okay. Yeah, watermelon's really overdone, dude. Watermelon's trash. Especially again, it's it's the temperature factor. Watermelon right. it should only be eaten out of the fridge. Right. You're taking it's it over to a picnic. It's a tough scene. Honorable mention, we're going brat, number three, watermelon, number two, egg salad. Rounding off my number one, because watermelon's trash, like you said. It's either out of a water, it's either out of a fridge, or you gotta have that thing banging. That watermelon has to slap, slap for someone to walk. You know when the watermelon's good when someone has one and they walk up and give you a slice of watermelon. Yeah, yeah that's such a good point. And they that's take the time point. to think about, whoa, Tommy would enjoy a slice of watermelon like this. Right. And someone walks up and gives you watermelon. You're like, you're going to need to try this. Yeah, that's when you know watermelon's good. Right. Like people will come and celebrate. People are like, yo, this watermelon. <laughs> and that's when you know you need to get some watermelon. But if the watermelon's cut and no one's touched it, it's because it's that weird, like, 
gri- filmy, super gri- weird mush yeah. situation. Not it's good. like warm. It's kind of mm. just really like water, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's just not my favorite. Okay. Number one. Good take. Not everyone's list, but people do it. Barbecued salmon. I've seen okay. a lot of cedar plank on the barbecue salmon at okay. places. Okay. And I'm never touching it. How many backyard barbecues you going to with cedar plank salmon, though? I mean, <laughs> I have some in-laws who do it all the time. Really? Yeah. Okay. They always have some sort of, and if you want uh, to argue with that, then grilled shrimp. No, no, no. I'm not arguing with it. Okay. Not but, arguing with it because um, I will have to say I'm a big, like, I love salmon. Right. It's my last take on how to like. It's my last option, actually. Right. Well, you like your salmon. salmon raw out of an oven. They like it overcooked on a cedar plank, which is how I would enjoy it yeah. personally. I I would love cooked this shit so it has a little bit more of a chew to it. I don't know. That's just my thing yeah, on it. Totally. But because you can also glaze it and like that right kind of stuff. And, and add some heat to it and fire. But yeah, I'm never touching the barbecue salmon. Okay. It's like there's no other items there I can eat. I think I think it's good good takes by you, buddy. I think I had some really good I'm takes. Coming to find out that you don't like backyard barbecue food. I love burgers. I love <laughs> hot dogs. I love pasta salad. I love mac salad. I like grapes. I like <laughs> I like all the sodas. I like ribs. I like most of it. I don't like watermelon. <laughs> I don't like egg salad. <laughs> and if we you have it. salmon there, you can just put that dumpster fish right into the trash can. Oh. Oh, buddy, one episode, what a weekend. We got the RGC. We have golf coming up. I mean, we're getting closer and closer to the wedding here. Um, this podcast will probably be open or uploaded around the weekend. Everyone will be linked in the description. Please like, comment, subscribe, share with your friends. We're not going away. Share with your in-laws. Go yeah. tell a buddy. Share with your work friends. Just listen to it you out know. loud. Go ahead and put posters on billboards, dude. Do it all, dude. Streak (laughs) with my face on your butt cheeks. Yeah. Do something. Uh, You got anything for the people? Oh, no, that's just about it. I'm looking forward to another great weekend of golf here and uh, kicking it. Drinks, double transfusions at the golf course? Yeah, it's going to be all time. Shout out Lucas Lamont for having us out there. It's um, going to be a good time. Uh, That's what I got, buddy. All right. You know who we are. We're in the cabbage. Just a reminder. Keep swinging.